Hello and welcome to Second Tier, the greatest championship podcast there actually is. I would um, say so. You reckon, yeah. Simon? I, would, I, I only know of us, but yeah, I would say so. Well, it's myself, Robbie Gorman, and the wonderful Simon Chadwick. Hey, Rob. Simon, what a weekend. What a weekend Cracking weather out there, few beers, lovely bit of football. Lovely bit of football. Cracking results. Was? Cracking, cracking results. Listen, let's just get on with the podcast. Let's it's going to be a good one, bud. Let's do it. Simon, where are we starting? What game? How do we start this? Well, what a, what a, what a round up. How have we going to round this up? This was the best weekend of the season. It was a great weekend uh, and midweek. There was uh, some very important results. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I suppose you start at the start, which was Friday night, Millwall against Fulham. We talked about it last week, how big a game that was going to be. Yeah. Uh, which unbeaten run was going to go, if any. Ended up being Millwall, Fulham. Just looked class. Looked yeah. absolutely class. Um, and looked look look Premier League class in my book, Rob. Um, and we've all done fanta- fantastically. To we talked about their run last week and, and how long it stretches back their unbeaten run, and they've done fantastically to get into the playoffs. But uh, p- picture, but Fulham just tore them apart on, on Friday night at the Den. Absolutely clinical when they needed to be, and uh, really impressive. And every time you see Fulham, they're so impressive. And it's just to be fair, when you look at Fulham this season, it's just a relatively poor start. Well, yeah. doing them really isn't it? Like you know, yeah. a little bit of a hangover maybe from from being knocked out of the playoffs last year, and uh, and uh, they just couldn't get it going early doors. But they've for a long time now they've just been top top notch and consistently in the top two in the form. Well, that's table. it. The unbeaten run goes on since the sixteenth of December. The last time he'd lost was to yeah to Sunderland, who have now officially been relegated. No surprise there, considering how shit of a season they've had. Really, no, um, ab- absolutely. Was, since Christmas, really. I mean, look, uh, that's it's it's the lowest of low, isn't it? Like a big club with like Sunderland and. You get relegated losing two one at home to Burton, who are probably going to go down as well. But um, you know they couldn't even muster up. It just that there's just the club is just so rotten. There was an article actually on one of the um, news sites in England today, listing every player signed, rating every player signed by Sunderland since Ellis Short came in as owner. So back in two thousand and nine, he officially took over uh, and took over kind of control. He took of the over budget. from the Noel Quinn Consortium. Yeah, the Drummondville Consortium, yeah. which Noel Quinn was fronting. There was a bit of a takeover period. Um, where they still had a say in transfer and Oil Quinn and the lads still had a say in transfers but uh, from about 2009 on it was Ellis Short and, and his, his directors of football yeah. and whatever they were calling them and the list of terrible footballers that they spent mad sums of money on um, is just staggering it's staggering and I read a, a, there was a Chris Coleman was interviewed asking would uh, uh, it was asked in his press conference today about the game tomorrow night against Fulham so they're playing Fulham as you said uh this weekend and um, again so this is the return of that game the last game Fulham lost uh, and he was asked will Jack Rodwell be available and he said he didn't even know where Jack Rodwell was Jack Rodwell has been training with the 18 since Christmas apparently apparently Chris Coleman doesn't even know if he actually is training with but did you see the see what came out with Jack, Rod- Jack Rodwell's wages so since they got relegated he had it in his clause that even if they did get relegated he'd still be on 75 grand a week 75 grand for Jack Rodwell a week at Sunderland yeah okay there was a separate clause that even if they got relegated to League One, somehow it was they they predicted this that it would only be halved. Yeah. So he's not even half. Rob forty percent minus forty. That's all it was. Yeah. Jesus. Minus forty percent, and he was asked to tear up his contract in January. I don't think we mentioned it at the time with all the stuff that was going on during the transfer window. They said to him, "Look, this obviously isn't working." As you said, he was training with the U team. Um, 
let's just here's a payoff if you if you just go now and go and restart your career this was around the same time by the way that Jack Rodwell was interviewed and said he wanted to go back to the England team yeah so Chris Coleman was talking about that actually in the press conference today as well and he said well if Jack Rodwell wants to make it into England yeah you know he needs to go and find a club because he's not going to play for Sunderland again but Jack Rodwell has said I'm not turning up my contract. I'm happy to sit here for another year. There's another year left on it. So he'll sit there, not earning money, not earning... Could you live with yourself? Uh, he'll sit there earning club. his money, which is still whatever 60% of 75 grand is or whatever it is. Um, he'll sit there earning that, not playing any football. Yeah. Like, what a fucking wanker. What a wanker. That's just... A, it, is it just a football purist in us that sides with the fans? I'll ask that question. Whereas if you were asked by your employer, Simon to just leave early here's a payoff basically getting off a redundancy or whatever if it, what would you like? But the flip side it's not like he's playing regularly and getting off for that like he's not going to play for Sunderland again so he's what he's saying is he's already not played senior football since September he's saying he's going to put another 12 months on that where he won't play football that's crazy you're a professional footballer mate like I just thought I couldn't live with myself doing that like, knowing what it means like you've got kids in Sunderland up the northeast. That would give every single little yeah. bit of them to fucking put that red and white shirt on. This is a guy who says he wants to play for England again. And this is a fella, he's an absolute clown, man. Absolute clown. What club? Now, it's football, so someone will, but what club is going to want to sign him? And obviously the issue he's going to have, and the, reason, like. the reason he's not doing it is no one's going to pay him what Sunderland are paying. Because yeah. his stock has fallen so much and he's shown himself to have a rotten attitude. He's shown himself to not apply himself. I don't care what's going on in the background. You know, in terms of at the club, obviously it's a, toxic atmosphere there and like that, that that's not great and you know players could go somewhere else and obviously be a lot happier but I just don't get how anyone could sit on could can sit on wages no matter what the job is sit on wages not not working he's yeah. not working he's not playing football Um, and just collect your money every week and be happy about it and it's but it, it's different from me and my job because there isn't 50,000 I know they don't have that many in the stadium at the minute but there isn't that many Sunderland fans or fans of my workplace you know relying on me to produce the goods do you know what I mean it, there's my boss and a few people around me but that's it like, do you know it's what I mean Whereas when you've got fans like that it's yeah. an insult to those hard working fans Sunderland's not a rich area and it's an insult to them I think to keep collecting that money and not be putting in any effort for the team at all that's crazy crazy ridiculous well but, uh, we sure we'll, we'll give them our, you, know, you know what Simon just for, just for Jack Rodwell we'll bring it back Goon of the Week Goon of the Week now I'm going to move on with this because he's also going to share Goon of the Week with Sean Morrison of Derby of Cardiff. For anybody who doesn't know the backstory to this, when a couple of months ago, during the, the Beast of the East storms and this the snowstorms, they called off a lot of games across the UK and Europe to be, be very, oh, very true. Yeah. Um basically the game up in Pride Park, which technically could have went ahead, didn't go ahead. Neil Warnock was completely distraught about it. Derby had a load of Livid. injuries. Derby had a lot of injuries, and that's the reason why Warnock was saying that they got it called off. Yeah. Now, the area around Pride Park and whatnot was absolutely fine. It was a case where they said, you know, logistically getting fans across areas yeah, that were treacherous, like that, yeah. it was too dangerous. And that's fine. That's absolutely great, great reason to call off a game. Now, a couple of weeks later, Sean Morrison, there was a video taken by one of his friends in the back of a taxi where he was absolutely pissed out. Was, well, you'd like to think he was pissed. Slagging off three or four Derby County players. By name. By name, calling one of them, saying that he had a small penis, calling the rest of them wimps, bitches. They don't want to face Dar- they don't want to face Cardiff because Cardiff are men and all this shit. All this bullshit. Absolute bullshit. You play football, me. Sean Morrison, for anybody that hasn't seen it, when they played Derby County last night, 
wasn't at fault for two of their goals. Yeah. Shocking, shocking, shocking defending. Cameron Probably Jerome. the worst. Cameron Jerome bullied him. Cameron Jerome bullied him. That says a lot. Cameron yeah. Jerome bullied him. Old man Cameron Jerome. Cameron Jerome's 73. Yeah. And he's banging in goals now for Derby against Cardiff, who we've been doing nothing but praising their defensive record this season. But fuck you, Sean Morrison. You when deserve you, that. Karma yeah. came back to bite you in the arse. And you shared giving it a week with Jack Rodwell. I reckon Morrison psyched himself out with that, you know, with that video doing the rounds and all you that. Because he, ju- he looked like he looked a shell of the player. Like, do you know what I mean? He's a yeah, strong yeah, defender. Yeah. Like, and the two goals, particularly the, the, well, there was three goals, but the two Jerome goals. The two Jerome goals. The second, goals, second Jerome one, the third Derby one. <laughs> he just didn't want to be there, did he? Like, he just no. didn't want to be there. And, and now the Fidra goal was well taken by Fidra. Yeah, but, but it was a mistake from from, yeah, from uh, the other card player. Name escapes me. Left back. Who turned into trouble, or left yep. winger turned into trouble, but because uh, their wingers play as fullbacks, so uh, yeah, um, but yeah, Cardiff lost, and obviously we, you know, we were talking about Fulham to bring it back to them. That obviously has given Fulham that was Cardiff's game in hand, which a lot of their fans were kind of looking at their form, which hasn't been brilliant. They're kind of mid table of the form table. That was their yeah. third defeat in their last six games. Uh, you know, it was just. Um, it's just fall, wobbling a bit for Cardiff after such a, a long stretch and it's Fulham are really reeling them in there's only what a point in it now I think at this stage yeah. and uh, you know really going to be um, really going to be a tight finish in the last two games you know the big surprise in that game was Fidra not starting Gary Rowe yeah, I mean, he just chose not like, to go for him obviously paid off uh, I think he was going for a muscle up front really using Jerome yeah. play off Jerome bringing a couple of other players into play but Fidra came on Banging the goal, you know, yeah, and they got the tactics right and they took their chances as well. After mistakes, oh, did you see Gary Rowe's interviews before the game? Wine and Warnock up, oh, was he? Yeah, amazing. I tell you, everyone hates him. Amazing, just slagging him the whole time. Just being real swarmy. He's been, ah, oh, we love Gary Rowe. I miss him so much. Gary, please come back to Birmingham. You're a big Gary fan. I know. Gary leaves. Gary's great name, really, isn't it? Certainly is. Anyway, certainly is for managers. Yeah, Gary Monk. We move on to him. So yeah, this is just a, a chain reaction, really. Uh, what a what a win for us! We're segwaying well. Uh, Unbelievable! What a win! I text you right after. What a win! It was incredible. Absolutely uh, incredible. Other results gone our way. A two-one win, one 0 down to Sheffield United to go and beat in two-one. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen. Did you see Mark Duffy, who we signed from Burton from Burton a couple of years back? Or did we sign him? From, no, we signed him. Whoever we signed him from, I think it was actually a Scottish team. Signed him. Never got a look in with Birmingham Wonder League Clark. Um. I think he did actually deserve a look in to be fair. Um if you like I I did see him playing before. He probably deserved a look in considering any player that played under Clark was, was terrible, so why not play him? Um he didn't. Anyways, he moved on. He moved on to Sheffield United and he's been one of the fan favourites over yeah, the last two years. Absolutely. Big part of their promotion push last season and this year he's been he's been phenomenal for them. But when he scored he went straight up to the Tilton Road end and you know what that Tilton Road end is like. It's yeah. it's nasty at times. But giving it the big one in front of the fans Basically saying, I'm back, I've scored, we're 1-0 up. Birmingham then went on to beat them 2-1. Now, Yota, who since his move from Brentford has been had a lot of critics at Birmingham, considering the fee that we paid for him and his performances, he's lacked a bit of the right attitude, should we say. Yeah. But in the last five or six games, he's under Monk, he's really stepped it up. He won the ball back in the left-back position, basically, and just literally ran the pitch. Now, it came in nothing, he did create a chance, nothing actually happened, but... Just a willpower to go back, fight for the ball, bring it all the way up, get your team to the other end. And he continued to do it for the full 90 minutes, but just that one run where he took out six players or so, exceptional. And it just that one run shows how much of an effect that change of manager has had on somebody like him. Yeah, A complete confidence boost under Monk. 
and you even see Monk's reactions with the, with the fans on Twitter with the fans and talking about them over the press conferences over the last few weeks there's just a feel good feeling to him with the, with the yeah. reins yeah. you know I think we will be safe now. We was doubtful over the last few weeks, and rightly so. You can no, blame think, me for being I think, doubtful. I think the Barnsley result on uh, Tuesday night. But that's it. We, you know, Barnsley lost 3 0 then to Forrest on Tuesday night, which Forrest are now, you know, up there with a team I have a soft spot for, just considering that result. It meant a lot for us. Hughes obviously did a job on Barnsley as well a, a couple of, was it a week ago as well. On Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Just said leave it with that. Thank you. That's done. We needed and, that, and the thing about it is, as well, is is, is this weekend. I'm but that you, that game sure. in Tuesday night was their game in hand over us. You know. Yeah, what I mean? and and the other thing is, uh, like, yeah, it's very hard to see. I mean, these are what five points clear of Barnsley now, who are, yeah. who are kind of third last. So very hard to see. Like, even if Barnsley won their two games, Birmingham get a point. I know the goal difference is, is not in your favour, but point or two points will, will do it for you. A point should be good enough. I would have thought. Can't see Barnsley getting two wins, but uh, even and and. And Bolton getting above you as well. Don't forget. So yeah. Um, no, I think think Birmingham are pretty much safe now. Mark my word. <laughs> Mark these words in case they're not. But I'd say it'll take a miracle to relegate us now. And as I said, Gary Monk. I told you when Gary Monk was appointed, it was a good appointment that he yeah. he would have that effect. I know he had a bit of a dip recently, but you know when when it's needed, he pulled the result out. And, and I I think Birmingham will only get better from from here. You reckon? Yeah, I do. I like Gary Monk as a manager. Look, I'm not saying he's he's not the Messiah, but he he's been Leeds' best manager in the last ten years. Well, certainly, a well, lot of Leeds fans did. He Leeds' best Messiah. manager since 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 Grayson Reid. He really. became Judas Iscariot. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, but the more we've gone through this season and had a look at how this season played out for Leeds, the more you think maybe Monk was was was, was probably right to walk. Um, lack of investment, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's it, and you know, and that's what he was promised. He's probably, been, he's probably been slightly vindicated with leaving the Leeds situation because even though it was new ownership. I mean, things haven't changed. The badge, the, the news this week about the tour to a country that currently has a general. Go on, we move on to you. Tell us this. This is an Oh, yeah. So, so, look, we'll just very briefly touch on this. I'm sure people saw it in the news. Maybe they didn't. You, you hadn't seen <laughs> it until recently. But, uh, 50 minutes ago. Obviously, it's been all over my Twitter feed for the last few days. So, uh, Leeds, um, Leeds had a uh, press conference there. I think it was Monday or Tuesday and uh, yeah. early this week, anyway, uh, with some exciting news. So... <laughs> Leeds are going on a post-season tour. This is the new thing now, Rob, is, you know, a money-spinning post-season tour. Of course, you know, of course. Uh, go somewhere farting, out farting. Farting, and, uh, farting. You know, prolong the season for the players. Some Leeds fans will say these players deserve to be put through a bit of extra work because they haven't really done much during the season. That's accurate, probably, but uh, look, we are where we are. Um, but anyway, so a big money-spinning tour to Asia. Great, fantastic. Where are we off to? Leeds fans are low. There's Leeds fans that go to China. every single Leeds game. So you're thinking Thailand, China, Japan. Fantastic. Yeah. Don't see these countries. No, no. No, no. Leeds are going to Myanmar, a country formerly known as Burma, uh, where if you look up, if you Google it, you'll um, you'll see that there is actually currently a genocide going on in uh, in Myanmar, depending on who you believe. But that is, by all accounts, purposes, there is a group, a Muslim uh, ethnicity, being targeted there um, in certain parts of that country. So Leeds are going to not that part of the country where it's not safe to travel to and the home office in the UK have said Leeds fans shouldn't travel. Yeah. Um, basically, Leeds are bringing their entire squad to a country that's not safe to travel to to play two games uh, and when p- questioned on this quite rightly by MPs and by Leeds fans and Leeds supporters trust, uh, the Leeds owner, Andrea Rajasani, came out and said, oh, this is, this is all, we're not getting paid to do this, this is all for the love of the game, to promote the game in a developing <laughs> country. Just so happens that he has part shares, or sh- part ownership or shares in the largest bank in Myanmar. 
Uh, who, by the way, Classic leads. are be allegedly, and we will say that because we, we don't have any money, but we don't want to be sued, uh, who allegedly are uh, are funding the troops who are carrying out this uh, persecution of the Rohingya Muslims. So that bank has blood in its hands, if you, depending on who you listen to. It does. And yep. yet, we're, uh, leads are going off. And it's just another PR disaster, Rob, that like, just is so ludicrous. And it's it's just like the badge thing again. It's just like it's just another. You couldn't write it. It's, it's just another like stupid thing that leads just. Didn't it's need literally. To do. You know what? Hard chest United. That's who you follow. But that is exactly what it is. And like this season, like we thought with Torino being gone, this new owner seemed like he was going to bought the stadium, bought you know, bought the trainer. You know, he's he's put a bit of money into it and was like, "It's great now. This this is us actually leveling out now, and we've got a, a, a we're on an even keel." No, as you can see from this season, we'd one season last year where we did well, fell away at the end. Uh, suddenly we're right back into being stupid like ridiculous leads and of course finishing mid-table and it's just very frustrating for Leeds fans but anyway that was the that was the Leeds news of the week um, so it's just uh, it's um, it's kind of a case of how can Leeds embarrass themselves again like keep finding new ways to embarrass the fans yeah. and to, to, to just do stupid stuff so just stay tuned because next season God knows what we'll do we'll probably Oh, I don't even know. I mean, you can't even make it up. That's the thing. Yeah. You can't even make it up. It is hard to United. You just couldn't make it up. Go on, what other results picked a ticket your fancy over the weekend? Yeah, well, look, we mentioned, obviously, the main ones. Um, Burton obviously relegated Sunderland, as I mentioned, with that with that 2-1 win and kept their own hopes alive, slim yeah. enough as they are. They do play Bolton again. Uh, so another relegation rival. Uh, this weekend, they obviously, Burton, are the same, on the same points as Barnsley. Much worse goal difference. Burton mm. need two wins and they need Bolton not to. So they need to beat Bolton and then make hope Bolton don't pick anything up, really. Um, in the next couple of games but if Burton beat Bolton they're only two it's very hard to say these names um, if Burton beat Bolton this is a triple B there. yeah they actually would go ahead of them so it's uh, and probably ahead of Barnsley depending on Barnsley but Brentford another B team um, so it's uh, it's uh, it's all to play for so Burton have kept their own hopes alive and relegated Sunderland we've already talked about how Sunderland are a case club the other results Rob I mean the most notable result there Wolves champions Wolves wasn't the one I was going to go for, but yeah, they won four 0 against uh, against never, Bolton. Just Champions, it obviously wasn't the inevitable. It was yeah, it was it was inevitable. They only needed but a point. Officially, have the new title of Championship champions. They do, and I, I will say, you know, we've been saying all year how good Wolves are, and I do think they'll do very, very well in the Premier League. They're going to sign players. It's great to see Connor Cody getting on the score sheet as well. Yeah, it was. And look, and I don't like Wolves. And this is the thing for all for all we talk about Wolves, and obviously they signed. They still had that backbone. The flair players, but the backbone. John Ruddy was a great signing. Connor Cody's been there years. Matt Doherty's been there the last few years. You know, guys like that. It's guys like that aligned to the stars that they've bought um, brought in has created a, a really good mixture. So, look, they're a fantastic side. I saw an article the other day saying, are they the best team ever in second tier? I think they are. Um, it's, a, it's a big claim because there's been a lot of really good teams. I, I, yeah. I think they're the best football inside I've ever seen this level. But they've had their bad patches as well. You know what I mean? They have, but they, they, then they're, they, they're like champions. That's what champions do. They yeah. grind out results even yeah. when they're playing badly. That's what you they did. So they had those so periods. It's what Fallenmore FC did for many a year. Yeah. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, yeah. And they've had those periods where they were poor and they ground out wins and then they've had some fabulous performances. And they've actually played their way back into form recently as well. So uh, when it did, when they did get close, Cardiff got close, put the pressure on, like as close as they could get, put the pressure on them. And, you know, they got the win in Cardiff and they just were absolutely superb. So, uh, yeah, probably the best team I've seen at this but level. they were even lucky to get a win in that game. They were, yeah, but they got it. Yeah, you know that's they got it. They wrote their look. So that's that's a sign of a champion. I, I think they're a perfect champions. I think they have an excellent team, and they'll probably yeah. break the hundred point barrier as well now. So that's uh, that'll be um, that'll be fascinating to see if they can do that. That'll keep them motivated. I think for those last two games, yeah. I think they'll be targeting that. Um, they only need two points to do it, but I think they'll get 
probably six to be fair, you know. Um, and the other big result, uh, Rob, well, it was it was a big result in terms of goals. Uh, Bristol City five, Hull five. What means very crack. little, but what a on, championship! Let's, let's just talk about it. That's championship. That is second tier at its finest. An absolute ding dong of a game. Crazy. Claudio Ranieri would have loved that game. Absolutely crazy. And like dong, dilly ding, dilly dong, dilly ding. Like goals all throughout the game, really. But like. Harry Wilson has been very good for Hull. Harry Wilson has been incredible. That too. But Our like, producer, when he ever does show up, is always raving about yeah. Harry Wilson. Excellent player. Talking about how he's exceptional, how he loves him. I know one of my old mates who's a massive Liverpoolian, Rob Keegan, raving about him, raving about him. And he's actually keeping an eye on the second tier because of Harry yeah. Wilson. Yeah. You know what I mean? To see a player like that is taking that step down, willing to get game time, you love seeing it. Because, look, look at that English team at the moment. The players that are in that team, Jack Wilcher, for example, have taken a step down to a, a, a club that's like like themselves, you know what I mean? Like like Hull in Bolton, you know what I mean? And has done it was exceptional, absolutely yeah. exceptional. Yeah, absolutely. Made himself, you know, a, a, a regular at Bolton in that season. Got his his first team experience. Well, it was at that time Premier League level, you know, and made a career for himself then back at Arsenal. Yeah, and that's you know that's what happens now. I mean, you look at the way that the big clubs in the Premier League stockpile players now. Yep. You know, Chelsea are famous for how many loanees they have. You know, but clubs, the championship is better nowadays. Club stockpile players, yeah, and this is the thing. So, club stockpile players, and 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 they are getting loaned out to the championship more now because the standard of football at the top level of the championship is excellent. And in a lot of cases, like anyone who watches regularly watches Premier League football and Championship football, you know, the top levels of the championship, the football is every bit as good, if not if not better, than the bottom half of the Premier League. Like some of those games, look at look at the, look at the tree that went up last season. Yeah, look at look at as much as they weren't like. Very tactical team. I'll give them that. Very tactical yeah. is the word they use. It's worked in the Premier League. Boring, yeah. But tactical. Look, it's and it's worked in Premier it's League. It's worked in the Premier League. So it's shown you that even though they don't play club. great football, they're a tin pot club. They managed to survive. So like the Premier, the bottom third, and that's a generous thing to say. That bottom third yeah. of the Premier League is n- is not as good as the top six in the Championship. That that's and that's why I think Wolves will do so well because they're better than everyone else in the Championship, and I think they'll be better than a lot of teams in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, so absolutely, you're dead right, and 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 it's good to see that. Premier League teams are more willing to loan players to those championship clubs because they know the standard of football is is, is good and um you know players will get game time and, and Harry yeah. Wilson's a prime example. But that game, Rob, the Bristol City Hull game, I mean, uh Hull took the lead, uh ended up go Bristol City ended up going four two up. Um Hull came back to five four ahead and Bri- and Joe Bryan, who we've mentioned a few times on this show, we're absolutely massive fans of Joe Bryan, popped up with a ninety third minute equaliser for Bristol, who obviously their season's gone, they're not gonna make the playoffs now, but but have been fabulous all year and, and, and uh, it's great to see them banging the goals in still. But look at Brighton. Look at look at Brighton. Brighton are sitting in thirteenth place in the Premier League. A team that plays such beautiful football under Chris Hutton have now established themselves as a mid table team in the Premier League. And he never, he never, when he made that step up to Premier League, they never did it, and you know, reclining and going defensive or doing anything like that. They kept that style of football and it fucking flourished, absolutely flourished in the Premier League. Yeah, which is what this, people know. This is what we're saying. Like, people know it is the greatest league in the world. Is it up for debate? It's the, but, the standard of football at the bottom end of it is not, <clears> and and we're showing that, and that's why it's important for people to keep an eye on the on the second tier because, it like, teams will be surprised next year. Maybe not yeah. Wolves. Wolves have got a lot of the press. Fulham. You watch now. Fulham, if they go up, would do really well in the Premier League the way they play football. Yeah. Lads lads who are Voldemort FC fans, Liverpool fans, watching the top end of the Premier League will be so surprised at how good Fulham are. Even though we've been saying it for the last year, 18 months. That's, you know, and that's why you need to broaden your horizons and, and, and watch the Championship because there is great football and like, it's, it's we've had it, Rob, 
people we talk about our podcast and people go oh shit what's sure who's even in that league like it's probably shit like and it's like well, it's not like if you watch games the style difference the contrasting styles of play great character yeah great characters in the game even the likes of colin wanker fantastic results goals everything in the championship and mm. and yeah teams that go up that are set up right will do very well newcastle and, uh, sitting in 10th like, yeah you watch it you, know? you watch it next year next year these these teams and all three teams that go up this year will be because you look at the teams that are likely to go up likely to make the playoffs all strong clubs yeah absolutely um, so yeah Rob so I mean like th- 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 you know there's a lot of results obviously this time of year that don't mean a lot um, you know so no, not, we're not going to go through every result but um, well hopefully QPR have gone under summarification just so Birmingham get the three points yeah and, and we secure, actually played, we finally actually, officially secure it's funny because they play Birmingham and then they play Leeds next, uh, in the last game of the season so they've, they've both of our teams left to play and obviously our good mate Simon the venue who will be uh, chatting very soon uh, uh, ourselves will uh, is a QPR fan so we might get a little three way bet going on that one that's uh, that's one thing I never. It's time for you to put the word bet in there. Yeah. Uh, right. Moving swiftly, swiftly on. Um, what other news have we got from the championship? Um, well, it's actually from League One, Rob. Um, Let's go with it. The promotions. Yeah. We've promotions, had right? Big, big week in League One. We'll have a season review at the end of the year, so we'll probably go into it a bit more depth. But big, big week in League One. Um, two teams promoted to the championship for next year. We've lost Sunderland. We'll probably lose. Well, we're obviously going to lose two more teams. We don't know exactly who they'll be because Burton have given themselves a chance. Probably will be Burton anyway. Uh, but the teams coming up uh, haven't been gone long. Wigan and Blackburn uh, both up this week. Um, well ahead in truth as a top two in the in the in League One. Both have looked a good deal better than the rest of League One. To be fair, all year. Both teams. Uh, both teams who went down recently from the Championship and in kind of poor health, but have managed to regroup. You know, and uh, and and bounce back. So uh, two two names will be familiar with coming back up next year. And actually, two teams. And again, we saw it with Sheffield United and the momentum that Sheffield United carried, for example, and Millwall have carried. These teams that get promoted can really do very very well. Um, so it's I think I think both Wigan and Blackburn could be. Uh, I'm not saying they're gonna. Well, look at Millwall. Be Millwall top six. You, know, you say talk about that run sitting in seventh and tenth place. Yeah. Sheffield United eleven now with a joint tenth on points. Yeah, and like it's but just, it's just, it's just you know, it, 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 just like we we're talking about teams going up from the Championship and doing well in the Premier League. Teams have always over many many years now come up from League One and done very well again if they're set up correctly. And uh, but yeah. Wigan and Blackburn look to be, I think Blackburn are a really interesting one. They've been in the doldrums for so long now, um, but but seem Tony Mowbray's a good good manager, a bit on the boring side, but a good manager. Um, exactly what they need to get out of League 1 and, and their, their team who I think could do very very well in the Championship next year again I'm not saying they're going to get promoted again but you know you, as I said you look at what the momentum did for Sheffield United what it's doing for Millwall teams can easily uh, have a very good season the year after they get promoted you know yeah a couple of Irish lads at Blackburn as well yeah there is yeah yeah there are um, there's a there's a few uh, few Irish heads I think they'll probably change I mean they'll have to recruit a bit um, but but they've uh They've a, they've a good side and they only lost five times so far in League One in 44 games so that's very very impressive very very good defensively but they've scored plenty of goals as well and Wigan you know the exact same Wigan's Wigan's goal difference is plus 59 like they're, they've been doing very well yeah but Blackburn did have a bad start to the season I think a lot of people were there going oh no not Blackburn yeah too yeah. big of a club to, yeah. to keep performing badly at League One level even but they did come back big especially in the last look they haven't they've lost one game this year from correct actually might be wrong in that yeah but the last time you lost was in february to plymouth and then before that it was yeah last year so you know i mean carrying that form as you said massive 
massive, yeah absolutely massive, massive. And, and the thing about it is neither team although both are promoted they're not going to rest there's only a point between them so they've, they've both still got the title you know to fight off against each other for so mm-hmm. again that'll keep them sharp and, and, and keep the keep the form who do you going. fancy in the playoff places in league one obviously um, Shrewsbury yeah, there, Shrewsbury have had a cracking season there's a few you're so favourites to go down Shrewsbury like <laughs> Imagine Incredible. Shrewsbury in the championship. That'd be amazing. I, you know, party likes, would like to see a new face, Shrewsbury Scunthorpe. I don't want well. to see Rotherham. It's been a while. Nobody likes Rotherham. Um, shit club. Uh, Charlton. I've always had a soft spot for Charlton. Even if Richie Taylor's doing quite well at Rotherham, I still don't want to yeah, see him. Yeah, he is. I've always had a soft spot for Charlton. They're sitting there in fifth oh, spot. Oh, and the Valley's a great thing. Yeah. You you've never done the Valley away? I've never done the Valley away, away no. But it's if, amazing. Uh, it's on the book. Probably one of the best stadiums. I was telling you this before, was yeah. it? Probably one of the best stadiums I've been in in England. It's it's class. Yeah. Charlton are a proper club and, and uh, Lee Boyer. Lee Bowyer, yeah. What a man. What a man. And uh, I'd love to see him in the championship as well. So um and then but the thing about it is there's a couple of teams outside the playoffs in League One who who are quite good. Portsmouth, you know, what a story that'd be if they could get back up. Yeah. You know, it mightn't happen for them this year, but I think they're they're building. Um and, and Plymouth are there in seventh as well. Again, aside have been in the, it's a while since they've been in the second tier, like Plymouth, Scunthorpe. I wouldn't be averse to seeing them in there. But yeah, I think if I had to pick what one I'd want it'd be either Charlton or Shrewsbury. That's yeah. two. Rather than one, but I'm not separating them. <laughs> <laughs> and coming down, coming down to the Premier League. Who's uh, yeah, West well, Brom's dead Look, stars. West Brom, and obviously they they beat Voldemort FC recently. They drew at Liverpool at the weekend, but it's not going to be enough for them. Um, they are another basket case here. They remind you of a mini Sunderland. Um, so, you know, they'll come down. I think Stoke are definitely coming down. It's a bad well. sign, though, for the West Midlands, isn't it? it if they don't go up. Birmingham, obviously, yeah. obviously stay in the championship. West Brom. I don't know where these these things are cyclical. I mean, the same things were being said a couple of years ago about the North East with uh, Newcastle getting relegated and Sunderland following them. Look, it's just, and, and Burr obviously have been now for a few years. It's just, it's just, I think it's just cyclical in its nature. Now there is, there's an argument about attracting players. Yeah. Better players are getting attracted to clubs in London, for example. Obviously Manchester with the money. Um, you know, going away from like the likes of likes of the Midlands because there isn't a massive club there. Yeah. There's just a couple of really big clubs. Um but their reputations probably aren't that big internationally. And that's the thing. Um, nowadays, you know, you look at this type of player that's being attracted to, to, to come over to England, the type of foreign player, are they really going to know what, what who West Brom are? Are they going to know about the three degrees from the 70s, Ron Atkinson's team? Are they going to know about John Giles? No, not really. You know what I mean? It's too long ago. Um, so again, I think there's, there's an argument there, whereas Man City, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, these big teams, they're known globally. You know what I mean? There yeah. isn't there isn't that in the in the Midlands. I think that's probably what's hurting the Midlands. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look, West Brom are going to come down. I think Stoke, another relatively middle of the road club. Don't like don't be like Stoke today. No, no. Uh, Stoke's big plan, of course, has been Peter Crouch to ride to the rescue and save them. So they're coming down. Um. We could have Crouchy in the league for a year if he was. Just uh, we we get to talk about Crouchy in his Twitter posts and yeah 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 how hilarious he is absolutely and uh, nobody likes Mark Hughes either and he's getting relegated Mark, with them so that'd be great. Mark Hughes. Oh, Mark Hughes is sacked from him. Yeah, Paul well, Lambert, even better. Paul Lambert. Oh, he's getting sacked from Southampton. I'm thinking of Southampton. <laughs> I'm thinking he's of Hughes at Southampton, and uh, they're probably coming down as well. Yeah, well, geez, it's bad to see Southampton, considering this, the last two, three years that Southampton have had. Yeah, but they just they get ravaged, don't they? Like, you look at the amount of good players they've produced that are just playing in the Premier League. You know, they, they remind you of Leeds, like, they're, they're, of a couple of years ago, just the amount of really good players have come through and are flourishing at. at better bigger clubs in the Premier League have you ever seen and this is the first year that their recruitment just well probably the first two years their recruitment to replace those kind of players hasn't worked and and you see what happens there there was a book uh, you know I haven't read it myself I'm just going by stories I've been told Uh, Gillian Balgay wrote a little about Pochettino and about his 
about Spurs run for the title there two years ago. Oh yeah, and um, when Leicester won it, and it was basically a day by a week by week diary as to who he was playing, what he, way he was doing it. But in every single game or every single chapter, he, he pretty much hints back at it and references how good it was at Southampton. Yeah, he loved yeah. Southampton. Pops, yeah. you know, loved it. Ah, look, and he says he'd love to be back there one day. Like they're they're a great club. Like said, everybody talks positively about Southampton as a club. The fans like. Everyone apart from Portsmouth fans, obviously, um, <laughs> like, you know, really like Southampton, and they do things the right way. Um, but you know, they're just—I think they've just been raided one too many times. Obviously, Liverpool have been chief amongst that, but you know, the likes of Luke Shaw was taken off them by United and ruined. Um, you know, and, and and good players have gone to 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 various. Uh, you know, you you look back at the list of really good players that Southampton have had over the last five years yeah. in the Premier League, and how many of them are now playing for for really big clubs in England. And again, for a while they were replacing them. Yeah. Um, you know, but but they haven't replaced them. Their recruitment, which had been good, and their recruitment of coach, which had been good, has let them down. Like they had Pochettino, they they Koeman did well there. Did you know they they um, managers like that, and now they've got Marcus. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they've joined that merry-go-round of shitty English managers who just keep rotating around the Premier League. And well, I know he uses an English, but let's say shitty British managers. Um, so like you know, they 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 look like they're gonna come down. I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna. Everyone else is pulling away from those three. Yeah. The only one that might go down is Swansea, but I think they have enough to stay up. Yeah. So it, it's it, West Brom, Stoke, and Southampton. The shit thing about it is that I think all three will have. There's none of them that are that much of a basket case like a Sunderland or a Hull this year that are gonna keep dropping and not be a threat this year. Yeah. It might take might take the likes of Stoke a season to regroup. Um. Or Southampton, but I, I I think all three will have decent squads, and you could see all three being back up in the promotion picture within that's hard, two that's years. That's a hard thing. Being you know. a championship fan, yeah, known strong teams that are coming yeah. down because they are three three. Now the only thing is we don't know sides. how the finances are because even with parachute payments, you can have you can come down like Sunderland with massive wages if you haven't been controlling that. Yeah. And all three of those teams have been in the Premier League for a good time now. And what happens there is if you're recruiting badly and you're you're pay- yeah. overpaying shit players, um. You know that that can really have a bad effect. West Brom, I think we'll have to ship a lot of dead wood if they come down. But um, if you have to, do you need to buy fucking? Do you need players to start shipping? Yeah, well, that's they they need like you know what I mean. They just have a core there, like you know their their core leaders were involved in that stealing that taxi in uh, Barcelona. Who she was involved in that? Uh, Gareth Barry, Johnny Evans, who got, who hasn't got his place back. Johnny Evans, who was supposed to be going to City in January, now he can't get in the West Brom side. Uh, I think Barry Evans gonna say Darren Fletcher and Macaulay so like the experienced lads and like look someone can correct me on that like but it's it was definitely senior senior players who were involved Darren not Fletcher not a Stoke is he not still West Brom uh, no but it was four out lads like I don't know yeah Fletcher must be gone oh Barry replaced Fletcher I don't watch the Premier League I watch Championship yeah same to be fair um, it was four out lads anyway Barry uh, Barry and Evans were definitely four lads you think wouldn't be pricking around the way they did yeah it was four like they're foremost senior players and like just a bad sign, and no Pardew was there. And like, of course, you'd mess around with Pardew. Pardew's a fucking clown, though. Anyway, absolute clown. Well, Simon, the fi- the fixtures of the upcoming week, as we said, already hitting it. Brendan, going to take three points there at Loftus Rose. Yeah, I mean, let's just run through. So obviously, look, Fulham have got the Friday night slot sewn up again. Um, that's it. As we said, they're home. Why not against... with the most attractive team? Ah, um, look, you know, that's your flagship show, really, because like I think 
the half five one clashes a lot with the with the BT Sky yeah. uh, Premier League game or a BT Premier League game and Sky show on Saturday but on a Friday night there's well, generally next year, next year you're going to have to the Premier League games on Friday night as well yeah so why not put Fulham you're dead right and they're, they're hosting Sunderland and that could be big because they'll go second with a win and put the pressure on Cardiff Cardiff are away against Hull who we know are banging goals yeah, bang, banging uh, goals in. so that could that could be anything so that'll be huge at the at, uh, in terms of the automatic promotion fight I'd love to see Fulham go automatically up. in terms of uh in terms of playoffs, I mean, there's a few biggins. Villa hosting Derby. Yeah. Again, Villa are automatic promotion contenders, outsiders. Um, I don't think they'll get it, so they're pretty much safe in the playoffs. Derby, that's a massive game for them. And the other one, the half five that we mentioned, Borough Millwall. Yeah. Borough Millwall, fifth against seventh. Millwall, if they can bounce back from that Fulham result, be interesting to see now. First defeat in a long time. Do they say, it'd be very easy for them to say, well, we look, we had a good run, we had a good season, you know, let's. And they're not going to say it outright. But that could be in the mind of like, it doesn't really matter if we don't get in the playoffs this year. Let's let's re- you know let's let's just you know and that, that would be the wrong attitude because they can make the playoffs, um, but they need to be Borough obviously. Um, so the playoff picture will become look everything's going to become a lot clearer. The second last game of the season, and then in terms of the relegation battle, we've talked about the big one down there, Burton against Bolton. If Burton beat Bolton, <laughs> hard to say. All right, if Burton beat Bolton, they go ahead of Bolton. And possibly ahead of Barnsley and out of the league, out of the relegation uh, places, which would be huge because we've been saying Burton have been out for ages. Wow. Uh, Barnsley host Brentford. That could be anything. Barnsley need to. All, all these teams at the bottom, if they get two wins, they're going to be safe, uh, you'd think. Um, so they're the big ones. And obviously, Birmingham have a little bit to do. And Reading uh, yeah. have a little bit to do. Reading host Ipswich and, Q- and Birmingham away to QPR. So two mid table teams there to be, to be beaten or at least get a draw off, which I think will be enough. Um, so. Well, I don't see picking up. Fulham the last season. Don't see picking up anything at that. But no. Hopefully, hopefully, if Fulham win. If Fulham, how many points? Fulham go two points ahead. Then wouldn't they if they win yeah. this weekend? Uh, and Cardiff lost. Yeah, two points. Yeah. Nah. Can't no, yeah, about, they, I was about to say Fulham are going to need. Rester, rester Fulham, are gonna, Fulham are going to need something out of that game. Um, the only thing is, if they manage to lose to Sunderland at home, which would be a miracle, but Sunderland have beaten them already, and Cardiff won and secured automatic promotion. Um, then Fulham may rest up for the playoffs, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Fulham will win. Um, but yeah, so like even though Robert, we're only two games from the end of the season, um, there are like most games have something on them, you know. So yeah. even though the title's wrapped up, most games still have something on them. So uh, big, big weekend, obviously, um, and we'll see how we shape up then going into the last day. Yeah, hopefully it's just as good as this week. Yeah, well, I'm so looking I'm forward to those live games. It's been an absolute pleasure as always, my friend. See you Thanks next week. Thanks very much. Talk to you soon. Bye.